Top Shelf Fantasy. Greg Penny. So Stafford throwing the ball, I feel like, is a is a weaker outcome for Galladay than if another quarterback was throwing. Corey Dows. My quarterback is probably a little controversial. I'm sitting Aaron Rodgers. I think I just think he's a bum. Tom Penny. If you drafted David Montgomery, you're wishing that you hadn't drafted David Montgomery. Uh, Matt Nagy doesn't know how to co- coach football. Scott Milne. I mean, my sleeper is kind of obvious. I, I had to pick him. Um, the Komodo Dragon, the Lizard King, the Alan Lazard of the league. This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers. And you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Thank you, Komodo Dragon. Appreciate that. Friend of the program. <laughs> Friend of the program. Sponsored. Um, <laughs> I'm sensing a trend with these intros of just my bad takes. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> you insinuated that David Blau was better than Matt Stafford. And also, like, that was for three podcasts straight, <laughs> you trying to tell us. Matt Stafford was a bad quarterback. Yet I have him ranked <laughs> higher than you guys. I know. Well, I beat you now. You beat yeah, me now? Yeah. <laughs> Flip-flop. Flip-flop. Uh, well, no, I had him ranked higher at the time. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, he had David Blau at 8 and Stafford at 10. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> David Blau. Uh, Top Shelf Fantasy uh, podcast brought to you by Alan Lazard. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. TopShelfFantasy.com, uh, previewing the NFC, uh, NFC North, and uh, this is this is a division we got a big giveaway for. So to all you Detroit fans, Scotty, what do you, what do we got? What do you what do you got packaged? Well, up? I was gonna wait, but um, I shouldn't wait well, anymore. Well, it's it's no, too long last time. It, you should do it at the intro. <laughs> all right, so um, pretty much sign up for our website like we say all the time. You know, become part of our or have a chance to become part of our league this year. We just got a signed Kenny Galladay jersey from pristineauction.com, so you know it's legit. And that is the top prize giveaway as well as a top-shelf fantasy glass, a top-shelf fantasy sticker. I think at that point it will be a top-shelf fantasy t-shirt or some apparel of that sort and a couple koozies from um, C&P products off of Amazon. So, I mean, if you're out there and you want to join a free league to win some pretty good stuff, you should join our site. Yeah, there's not a lot of deals out there like that. Join a free league, costs you absolutely nothing. Come in, win, and leave with, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks worth of merch real quick. Uh, win or take all. No second place prizes. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. And you get a wide receiver one jersey. Signed. I was going to say, a top ten receiver signed. in fantasy. A signed jersey. That's awesome. It's great. Who's young in the league and could you know go on to do some great not things. Not a high draft pick, too. He's got a storyline to him. And now we're kind of sad because we kind of want this. <laughs> we kind of want the jersey. We, we just saw Rick. Oh. But it's out, it's, it's out there in, in, the, in the world now that everyone knows. Yeah, and it's the ultra-fresh, light gray with the blue highlights, white letters. Uh, I'm not sure if that's their away or their alternate, but it is fly looking. But yeah, it looks good nice. signed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we're going to tweet it out on Instagram. Yep, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook. Like we'll, so you'll we'll get, we'll get an idea of what the whole package is. Um, all right, so we're going to get into the NFC North first. Let's jump into some news. Um, player opt-outs continue to roll along. Deadline is Thursday. So right, currently right now. Thursday, Thursday at 4. So, so tomorrow... Uh, August, what six, um, four p.m. will be the the opt out date for <clears throat> the rest of the players, um, and probably really the biggest piece of news on here. Um, I mean, Mark Ingram said that he was flirting with opting out. So if he opts out, I mean, we're looking at another running back down. Um, well, he would be the biggest name. He would be um, the biggest fantasy name. That, I that the biggest name, the, the biggest role. Right in, in his particular offense, huge. I wouldn't know um, when you know. Obviously, he has um, till tomorrow. But a caveat to the deadline date is that if any other um, family emergencies come up, uh, players do have the option to opt out mid-season uh, or really at any time. Um, so there's there's some you know interesting you know caveats to it that i don't really know how to get, get into it but do they get compensated do we know that that's that's a big thing in my opinion is do they get compensated after the deadline we'll, we'll oh, maybe we'll yeah. figure it out yeah, yeah no, i'm not sure if like, they've even released that 
but it's it's going to be really interesting. In- um, Ingram's a huge one too with the way that the NFL is handling it. If they toll his contract and he's again, it's supposed to be his uh, his last year in right. in Baltimore right now. So we're everybody's thinking, you know, J.K. Dobbins, if not this year, the next year. The dynasty implications are if Ingram sticks around for another year because he opts out this one. That's one more season that Dobbins, you know, might have competition. That's, that's but point. that means Dobbins is more relevant this year. So. Weird, yeah. weird and situation is, unfolding. And this is all this is all speculation about um, Ingram. He has not mm. actually done it. Um, I have my fingers crossed that he doesn't, because in a lot of our leagues, people are keeping a lot of running backs, and I'd like him to be one of my <laughs> chosen <laughs> running sure. backs. Um, all right, we also Travis Benjamin opted out along with Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns, Jeronimo Allison. Um, so for each of their respective teams, there's uh, a little bit more plays to go around. OBJ has reiterated that he is not opting out, um, but typical OBJ self was very vocal that he thought it was dumb the NFL was playing. Um, and then we have a couple signings. Jordan Reed signs with the 49ers. LaShawn McCoy signs with the Bucks, um, which that that is also a pretty big piece of news, I think, especially with Keyshawn Vaughn currently on the COVID list. Um Peyton Barber's gone, so it's really right now the only active running backs they have is is Shady and Ronald Jones, and then Arians came out today and said Ronald Jones is, is the guy. You know, um, saying that, which to me all it just means is get more Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that backfield is crap in my opinion. I don't think it means anything for them. I think it just more volume for the passing game. I don't know if anybody Yeah, I mean, and you saw in the Super Bowl last year in all playoffs, McCoy was a healthy scratch, and even the last couple weeks of the, of the season. So I do think he has lost a step or two or five. But again, if Roland Jones can't pass block for Brady, McCoy is known to pass block in the past, and if he can pass block, he's going to be out there more. Again, I'm, I'm not too thrilled about really anyone on this team as a starting RB for a team, a uh, fantasy team, but... I don't know, a big team to stay away from for running back purposes. Yeah, and if you're desperate, we'll end up talking about it probably. Yes, <laughs> and we all might be desperate at one point. And we'll so. probably make a shotgun yeah. bet. Oh, point. there'll be a lot of <laughs> desperate teams this yeah. year. Yeah, Ogden It's your <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> it is my birthday tomorrow, yes. Well, happy birthday. Yep, 31 that. years young. Nice. Young. Happy B-Day, Scotty. <laughs> Are you opting out on your birthday? I'm opting out on my birthday, so I'm going back to 30. I'll be 31 next year. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to toll that yes, year. Yes, huh? yep. It's, Very good. It's that easy. I'll also take that $150,000 compensation. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into the into the NFC North teams. Um, all right, we're going to start with the Green Bay Packers. Um, who put the North together? Craig. Craig. Walk us through. Um, well, before I just jump into the Packers, um, I want to go over what who they're playing. Um, the opponents this year for the North are uh, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, Jackson Jaguar, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the AFC South. Um, decent defenses. Uh, actually, you know what? The Jaguars aren't really that decent anymore. There's, you know, the Colts are probably the second best defense. Titans, the number one defense in that division. And then the Texans and Jaguars, not that great. Um, and then the NFC South, uh, which is the Saints, Falcons, Bucks, and Panthers, um, which there's some pretty favorable matchups listed within there as well. Uh, so it's actually a pretty good division to look at for fantasy this year. Um, you know, Packers, Vikings, Bears, and, and the Lions. Um, so we'll get into the Packers. They did lead the, lead the division last year at 13-3. and three. Um, they had a fairly mediocre offense, middle of the pack, and almost all the offensive st- uh, statistical categories uh, for team offense. And, uh, you know, it was led by Aaron Rodgers, of course. And so he last year finished the year as quarterback. Looking, looking, 10. looking. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to scroll from from one screen Way to, to be another. Prepared, man. Yep, Appreciate definitely, that. definitely uh, prepared. <laughs> Quarterback, good. Um, <laughs> Matt La- Corey is a bum. <laughs> Matt Lafleur comes in bum. for the first season as a head coach and does a really good job. Uh, him and, and Aaron Rodgers seem to have uh, found something together, and then their offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as well uh, did put together a pretty good, um, you know. Uh, team for the for the year so uh, i would say the overall 
uh, perception I'd say going into next season is that the coaching is still going to be fairly good. Aaron Rodgers is still there. So most of what is going to be put out on the field is going to still have above average expectations in, in my opinion. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers did kind of fall a little bit in fantasy value. He typically is a top five quarterback, but he has had a lack of weapons um, in the past couple seasons, and it's not going to be any different this year. Um, you know, you have Devontae Adams and then, you know, Lazard and trying to figure out some other things uh, as well. Sometimes that's all you need. Now, what week do you think Jordan Love takes over? Like two, three? <laughs> Imagine second week of the year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Love's our guy. Yeah, I would. I know. Uh, I'm totally kidding. I, I don't think he no, starts. I don't think so. at all I, yeah. for the Packers. No, and, no, no, um, no, 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 no. No, but I mean, on a on a more serious note, um, you know, I. I, I have a hard time with Aaron Rodgers just because he doesn't really have a lot of weapons. Um, in my opinion, the the number one fantasy option coming out of here is, of course, a running back, um, Aaron Jones. Um, it's just crazy. 16 touchdowns last year for Aaron Jones. He finished, what, RB2 on the season or something like that? RB2, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he can replicate that again. But his ADP right now is the back of the first round. That's It's cr- probably wild. leaning over towards early second now. Yeah, with the with the whole CH hype uh, coming out, Miles Sanders been hype up a little more. So, now, so real quick, would you take Aaron Jones or CH? Uh, I would take CH. Yeah, I'm still in the Aaron Jones camp. I don't have, but that's CH very, that very, high. very close. Yeah, honestly, draft day, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that, you know, Aaron Jones did obviously have that number two status because of the 16 touchdowns. I mean, his yards per carry was fairly 19, mediocre. 19 total. It was a 19 total. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and 4.6 yards per carry is, you know, it's fairly mediocre. You know, they did bring another running back. They still have Jamal Williams there. I, I, I don't think it's sustainable to say that he's a top five running back. So that's why he's being drafted probably back end of the first round, early in the second round. Um, which I still f- feel is too rich for CEH, um, but neither here nor there. Aaron Jones had 236 carries. That's still going to continue, I think. I think that he is going to be the well, lead back. J- Jamal Williams had 107, right? And I, I mean, in my personal opinion, they drafted A.J. Dillon to cut into that. So, And I think that's where everyone's scared. A.J. Dillon was drafted high, and I think that's why Aaron Jones's value is going down because they think A.J. Dillon was signed not to take over but, but to eat into his work. I, I know that we've said I think he was signed to eat into more Jamal Williams' work and I think Aaron Jones is going to be fine. He might take a few goal line carries away but if Jones gets 10 instead of 16, still RB1. Right. Right. And I mean and that's that's kind of where I'm looking at the whole Aaron Jones piece is that you know, we, we we know what Aaron Rodgers is. He's a ball hog, and he wants to call his own shot. And the guys on the team that are consistent are Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Like, you see the way that Aaron Rodgers looked at Jamal Williams when he was on the field. Rodgers wasn't happy. Get you know off what the I mean? field. So like, Where's Aaron? <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, I don't know. For me, I think there, there's, there's a ton of uh, touchdown regression. But I also think that there's an opportunity that he carries the ball more. Maybe he catches the ball more. I mean, Geronimo Allison left. They they have 115 vacated targets. And I'm not sure that MVS's, you know, sub-50% catch rate is going to be soaking up a majority of that. You know what I mean? So I think coming out of the, the North, or, or the Green Bay Packers, I mean, it's really Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, in my opinion. I mean, we've talked about Lazard being a... A sleeper. Um, there, there's, uh, there's going to be someone that surprises. I feel like, and, and, and I say, feel like I've it, seen that almost, or at least said that in the last two or three years. Yeah. There's going to be someone. There's going to be someone. Craig has uh, is Saint Brown. Your yes, a dart Saint, throw? Saint Brown is my dart throw. Um, with Devin Funchess actually opting out, kind of maybe takes away from the dart throw aspect. But I still don't think he's a drafted player. I think he's, you know, he has been picked up in the dynasty community, but. Um, he's another tall receiver, quick, uh, could actually get in over Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or, or Jay Kumaro, uh, you know, be the third option. Um, I think that Lazard really does have the number two. Um, you know, I, I don't 
see anything else different in the wide receiver area. The tight end here. I mean, they they lost Jimmy Graham. They brought in um, no one. No well, one. they yeah. brought in Devin Funches. Yeah, they tried right. to see the opt out. But um, no, I mean they they stole Sternberger from last year. The yeah, rookie, so and I so, know he's he was a, a high prospect last right. year. You know, Graham is gone. A guy, I, yeah. So he was a third round pick, and they they did actually bring in another <laughs> tight end too, who's another third round pick. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is the actual tight, starting tight end. Um, he, he's literally. That I feel like he's been in the league since uh, yeah, I like, started fantasy. He, he's, he's fifty-five like years old. Yeah. yeah, and he he always is it on a team. Like, oh, he's for oh, that's right. That guy's still playing. Um, again, no tight end in the team. I I don't think is a redraft player in any format. But I think keep an eye out on Sternberger. Yeah, that, that that's mean, it. You, you really honestly never know. The touches for the team last year were a total of 776. That's exactly middle of the pack as uh, most teams um, you know, have for, for touches. So uh, I don't see it going up realistically with, with all the, the pieces that they lost. Um, or I, actually, I should say not bringing anything in because they didn't really have much last year either. Honestly, Aaron Jones could be in a big role to have vacated targets given to him. Entirely possible. In the receiving game. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to eat more than that, too, this year. I mean, 127 targets. He missed four games. And the high, I mean, that's crazy. The highest in the league was Michael Thomas at 185. So, And then the highest after him is Julio Jones at 157. So Devontae Adams missed five games, or four games, rather, and was 25 ish targets behind uh, Julio Jones for number two in the league. You think he doesn't average five targets a game? Of course he does. Like he's there's right. no chance he doesn't hit like almost 150 targets next year, which is an absurd number to almost pencil in, and that could put him over 100 receptions. And he's got the work to do with 115 vacated, just that have to be spread around somewhere. Yeah. So he was he was averaging 10 targets a game. Yeah. I mean that that's an average. Averages are are what they are. Um, but that's a that's a pace of 170 targets over the course of the season, and that's kind of where I know you hate Aaron Rodgers, um, but for fantasy it makes things very clear when you look at Devontae Adams and go, I know he's getting the ball. The, uh, <laughs> the the part of the reason I hate Aaron Rodgers is just that where you draft him versus what he does on the field isn't always lately in the last few years specifically isn't always uh, equitable. So you draft him as a top five quarterback and he finishes as a top ten. Sure, a top 10 quarterback finish means he's a QB1 in your league, but he's on the back end of that, and you probably spent more draft capital to get him than is worth a QB10. Now, on top of that, I think he gets bailed out a lot because he's usually chucking the ball because Green Bay hasn't had a good defense in years. This past year, they had a fantastic defense. If they're going to build on that and have a strong defense, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game, and you're going to see his numbers go down, and they're going to give the ball to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Maybe not Jamal Williams, but they're going to give the ball to the running backs. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go run around and throw the ball every single down and bail out the Packers. If they can actually control the ball, play the defense and running game, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a QB1 anymore. Boom. There's my hot take of the week. Boom. No, I, I I, mean, I tend to agree with you. I think that he's at the back end QB1 from a fantasy perspective, and I don't think he's a guy that you should be looking at any sooner than the 10th round, right? I mean... 10th, 11th round is, is probably where Aaron Rodgers should be getting drafted. I mean, we've seen mock drafts where Dak Prescott's going in the ninth round. I mean, why would you draft Aaron Rodgers before Dak Prescott? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that there really is much to talk about with Green Bay. Um, I know we've, Fantasy we, wise, we no. probably I mean, just spent like 15 minutes on it, but it's really three, it comes down to like three players, right? Rodgers, Jones, and Devontae Adams are your immediate fantasy relevant players and then we talked about you know Lazard being a sleeper St. Brown being a dart throw Bum Williams can get off the field that'd be <laughs> phenomenal and I would feel remiss not to mention that Devontae Adams schedule this year has, is the or the, all the wide receivers on the team have the second best schedule for all you know wide receivers in fantasy so that's a pretty good good thing to have it's 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 not bad it's not bad combined it's with all the opposite of bad I mean combined with Aaron Rodgers and the quarterbacks having the ninth Right. So, that's a good combo. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, 28th for running backs. Yeah, if they, if they struggle to establish that run that they found last year, or Aaron Jones continues to put the ball on the ground and with his fumble issues that uh, he kind of, um, I don't know what to call it, but kind of came up at the end of the year last year, 
that could be problematic because they you saw Aaron Jones drop the ball a couple times and not drop it but fumble it a couple times and he got pulled. I don't care how good he was, he got pulled out of the game and he watched other people running on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coaches hate it when you fumble the ball, but coaches also hate to lose and yeah. lose when Jamal Williams is on the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's the uh, risk reward. All right, let's move on to the Vikings. Um, Craig, you want to take us into the Vikings? Or you so want me to do it? they had. Come on, kid. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is the uh, is the is the darling in in the Minnesota Vikings uh, for the Minnesota Vikings for fantasy. Um, they had the rushing rank of six last year for the team, all because of Dalvin Cook. A um, little bit of Madison sprinkled in, but the running game is really where they like to focus. Uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator. I I kind of want to get into because I don't like him. Uh, Gary Kubiak hasn't even coached for four years. Um, lastly, he was, you know, head coach for, or I think it was offensive coordinator for Denver. Um, doesn't have a hot record, uh, about 500. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, his, his hay really came with Denver as an offensive coordinator early, uh, in the two thousands. Um, and realistically not, not, not too happy with the fact that, uh, he, he's now yeah, but, in. So let me just stop Stefanski's out. Well, yeah, but it's Zimmer. You think Zimmer is going to go. Yeah, I'm gonna let you screw up what I've done. Well, like, Kub- the thing is, the thing is with Kubiak is this is what he is like. He is an offensive coordinator as far as NFL head coaches go. Like that is what his career path has always been. He's always comes in. He's the play caller. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a defensive minded coach. He's only been defensive coordinator and head coach, and they've had great defenses. Mike Zimmer is a fantastic coach. Don't get me wrong, but Stefanski was the one that called the plays last year, and Kubiak is, in my opinion, not that great at it. I mean, he was there in Houston when they had some pretty bad quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Schaub was really his his calling uh, when he was with Houston. So it, it, you could have a, a down passing game, but I think that, like I said, uh, Zimmer being a better defensive mind and them focusing on the run, I think this is another year uh, that you'll see Dalvin Cook at the top. Alexander Madison will be able to um, move up a little bit as well. Uh, but their defense was, was, was fairly good, so they're going to have uh, the ball a lot, I feel like, on offense. I mean, good defense is going to be a good run game. Right. So to combine on the Kubiak point, he was in tech in Texas as the head coach um, with the Texans when Arian Foster was running the ball like 300 times a year and, and catching the ball out of the backfield. So it could be a good sign that he, he might, you know, lean heavy. Maybe that's what Mike Zimmer and him talked about when they came in. They said, you want to do like an Arian Foster thing with Dalvin Cook? <laughs> that would be uh, fantastic news. Except you that Arian Foster's thing was always getting hurt. Getting so hurt. Kind of right. sounds like well, as you were saying it, I'm like, oh no, I'm making so, that connection. So my only thing though is that I think Alexander Madison showed us enough last year that <clears throat> there's a potential that we have two fantasy relevant running backs coming off of one team. I mean, there's there's only a handful of teams where you can make it happen where one is an RB1 and the other is, you know, a flex play here and there. But I think we can see that with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. And if, you know, Kobiak likes to run the ball, it's just more and rushing. kind of like Aaron Foster and Ben Tate back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you saw Cook break down towards the end of last year. He came back. He got his comeback player of the year. Fantastic. Feel-good story. Now let's treat him like what he is, a precious commodity that needs to be preserved until the playoffs. We'll go out, we'll use them, we'll win games, but you have Madison. You still have Mike Boone. There are yep. guys that can run the ball in place of Dalvin Cook and be effective. You're missing the biggest one. C.J. Ham. I C. will C. never Hamm. say C.J. Ham's name Hamm again. Pro bowler. Hambone, dude. Pro bowl. <laughs> Means nothing for fullbacks, but still pro bowl. I mean, yeah, it is. He's a great fullback. <laughs> Helps the run game. Great fullback, <laughs> terrible fantasy football promoter. Refuse oh, oh yeah, to be yeah, a fullback he, plug for me. Okay, that's okay. Fair point. Good, good fair point. But ad- additionally, I'm getting off the uh, off the run here for a second. They have lost. We haven't mentioned it yet. Stephon Diggs. That's right. a huge ding in the passing game. They attempted to replace him with uh, the rookie Justin Jefferson coming in, and even KJ Osborne to some to some extent. But that's not a guarantee. It's not a lock by any means. So right now, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Adam Thielen, BC Johnson and maybe the rookies. That means run the ball. 
I, again, we double back. I said I was going to get away from the run. That was a lie. That was a fake out. There you go. You have <laughs> to run the ball on this team if you want to be successful. Right. The, the, it, the more you read. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they tried to replace it. And not to mention it's Kirk Cousins. So it's not exactly like, you know, and it's another year on, on Thielen. So you got an older Adam Thielen, old Bissy John. I mean, I don't see how all 110 targets go to the wide receiver group, which makes me believe that these running backs are going to be asked to do more in the passing game or Irv Smith. I was I just mean, looking at him. Two, they, they do use two tight ends a lot, too. Um, I know Rudolph is never going to go away. That's why Irv Smith isn't draftable, but he will be on the field a lot. And I think that's going to cut into where it's like Adam Thielen is going to be the one, the one there, but there's also two tight ends on the field at one time. And Irv Smith is in the second year. Highly prospected guy coming out of the, the drop in 2019. So I think what Tom's saying is, is this guy could be 50 targets out of Diggs's 110. Well, oh, yeah, 100%. And, and well, Smith can play that flexed out wide receiver role if which, he needs to, which I, he does. I think he can. Yeah, and right. it would it would be really smart to actually have the two tight ends on the field a lot because it would confuse the defense whether they are going to run it because they're the bigger, heavier guys to block, or are they just going to pass it to the tight end? So that that would uh, make me think that that's that's. Oh, I mean, you, you do come what out, the Eagles do. You come right. out in a do slot set and under single back with one one running back and two tight ends and two wide receivers, and then you have a tight end on either side of the formation, and then you motion him either out or in. He can, you know, Rudolph can motion into a fullback spot. Uh, Irv Smith can flex out to a, 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 an outside wide receiver slot. That's a huge flexible flexibility option in an, an NFL that nowadays, you know, prides itself on the flexibility of all players. Yeah, Dallas is playing playing a lot of Madden. Um, <laughs> and then C- <laughs> CJ Hammond. No, I'm just gonna motion my tight end out real quick. We'll be fine. I have been coaching up these Pop Warner kids, and they won't listen to me because so I had to go to Madden. <laughs> um. All right, so I just I, I do want to just pause for a second and talk about Adam Thielen. Um, he played 10 games, but only 48 targets. We know what happened with Adam Thielen. We've talked about this plenty of times. The dude tries to play and then bangs out, you know, after a handful of snaps. So, um, wow, my mic is still ringing. That's weird. Um, there's 110 targets to go around. I mean, realistically, do we think that Adam Thielen can get back to what Adam Thielen was with that? If he's healthy for 16 games and he gets a majority of those targets, 80% of those targets, so that's, you know, another 75 targets or whatever. I mean, I mean, I mean can he get back there? Volume alone, yes. I, I know I had him ranked pretty low on our first initial rings but now i think i have him in the top 15 because i think like there's a world where it's like if he stays healthy he can get in that range as a what is your one which he's done for so many years right with digs and now he's by himself right yeah, and he had a rough year with injuries and i i get that and it was frustrating if you were a thielen owner but last year was the first year in his career that he missed a game so it's not a trend yet it's 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 troubling when an aging receiver has the the first year that he misses a lot of time i get that but Let's hope for the bounce back instead of, you know, the new rule. Where, like, you know, let's hope that last year was the exception. And, yeah, I don't think if, if he stays on the field for 16 games, why wouldn't he have 100 targets? Who right. else are you going to throw it to? The rookie, and Justin Jefferson? I think he at That's least has 100 targets total. Yeah. That's the thing. At is least. like for a successful Minnesota Vikings in 2020, they're going to have to have a successful Adam Thielen. And what's awesome is on those 48 targets, he gets six TDs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's more good. targets, more TDs. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Kyle Rudolph got six TDs as well. Um, I don't know where our consensus ranking is on Kyle Rudolph, but is he a draftable tight end in team twelve team formats? I don't think so. I am. I haven't looked right now, but he is consensus twenty five for us. I was gonna say. I know he's outside of my top. He's always that guy in the last six years. You don't draft this guy. You're drafting last round. He's a bye week. Filler at best, yeah, okay. and he'll tease you here and there. But yeah, no. his his consistency is so touchdown dependent that you can't trot him out there with any you know any measure of confidence. Like you said, he had forty something targets and six touchdowns. That's not sustainable. I know he does it every year and he sustains it, but I'm going to keep telling you. It's but it's, in it's two, not, yeah, but it's, it's not. It's in two to three games, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah he had he had three touchdowns in one game last year. If I don't if I remember correctly, and they're all red zone targets. So it's like Dalvin Cook drives the ball down the field and then Rudolph vultures the touchdown. 
okay, I'm still not starting you, ever. Definitely started him last year, though, at some point. But, you know, streaming tight ends, you got to do it. I mean, everybody's going to have to do it at some point. So there was only two receiving touchdowns from running backs last year. Is yeah. it just Madison? Oh, Ham? Did no, you Ham? Ham, Ham and Amir Abdullah. <laughs> Abdullah's <laughs> gone, though. Give two to Ham now. Give two to Ham. Crazy. I mean, wow. I would, I would think Cook, that, I mean, Cook yeah. had, what, 500 yards? Cook had Cook had 500 yards to the air. Yeah, 50 catches, 519 Not yards. one touchdown. But wow. 13 TDs all on the ground. Madison didn't do nearly what I thought he did uh, in the air. Only 12 targets, 10 catches, 82 yards. I mean, he, I don't think they gave him much of no. an opportunity to. He was a rookie last year, too. Still so 100 I think it's... carries behind Cook's not bad. No, I mean, the carries are fine. I just yeah. meant in the, in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, 12, 12 targets is nothing. And, and don't look at that 100 carries and go, oh, it was when Cook was out. They, him and Cook were the, hurt at the same those, time. Mike Boone was those two weeks. Right. Yep. Right. So I mean, Madison was getting the Good ball call. and Cook was healthy. Um, all right. Is that it for the Vikings? One, one more thing on the oh. Vikings. Do you want to say something? No. No. Justin Jefferson. Yes. Knowing that this team's going to win, having to 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 run the ball, knowing that Adam Thielen has to get at least a hundred targets and be successful, are you willing to make a draft pick on Justin Jefferson? Yes. Well, late, in, late yeah, sure. Yeah, in the right spot. I mean, 13th, yeah, what's that? 13th, 14th round, if he's hanging out there. I'm not reaching on him. But he would be my fifth or sixth receiver, probably my sixth receiver. On your team? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the problem for me with Jefferson is that he and Thielen play a very, very similar game. Talented route runners, they run a lot of you know, skillful routes, but not burners down the field, not there to just dominate you athletically. If you look at his college numbers, he had 111 catches for 1,540 yards and, I don't know, 18 touchdowns. Fantastic. But 13.9 yards per reception doesn't mean he's getting open downfield. It means that he's running a lot of short intermediate routes and he's getting space and separation. His release is probably really good, but so is Thielen's. So how many routes do you have designed to run two guys over the middle with nobody stretching the field? Is B.C. Johnson going to be the guy stretching the field? Because he's not a burner either. Where's your burner? Tajay Sharp? Chad Beebe. Chad Beebe? Chad Five Beebe. foot nine Chad Beebe? <laughs> I think Justin Chad Jefferson Beebe. can do it all. I, I think that he... Oh, hold on. K.J. Osborne's your burner. I just forgot. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I, I just don't know... Uh, like I said with Kubiak, I don't know how well this this passing game is going to go. I don't think it's going to be like a spread around. You're going to get a lot of fantasy options out of it. Um, so you know we'll we'll see. But I th- I think he's going to get around like 50 targets, maybe 60, you know something like that. And is that really fantasy relevant? Only a few weeks out of the year, maybe will you consider playing him if injuries are involved? Um, and then right matchups, of course. Um, but I don't think there's anything more to go over than to go over Matt Nagy's Bears. Nagy. Can we talk about Dalvin Cook again? <laughs> Matt Nagy. No. Do you have an old, do you have a do you have a letter that you want to pen to Matt Nagy, Tom? Yeah, it says I hate you. Yeah, pick a quarterback and do the right thing and, and go with Nick Foles. Oh yeah. Oh. That's Mid- my letter to Matt Nagy. Mid- Mitchell Trubisky or was... sign Winston or Cam, but no, bring <laughs> well, Nick can't Foles. Do that. That's no. a good, that's also <laughs> I was the biggest guy saying sign Phil Rivers, sign Tom Brady. Oh, they, sign. I don't know they have the money for those guys, but you want to know something funny too is Chase Daniel, the backup quarterback. I was looking at this had a better completion percentage, yards per attempt, yards per completion, and now he's on Lions. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of their best quarterback in the team. So, so uh, I, I'm still so admittedly a Mitch Trubisky guy. I think that he can put it together, but. <laughs> I, but my 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 faith in that take is diminishing on a day-by-day basis. I mean, last year was brutal to watch. I'm hoping he can turn it around. It doesn't seem like he's gonna. 17 touchdowns. But Nick Foles doesn't impress me either. On 500 attempts. Do you know how bad that is? He had a 63.2 completion percentage. Do you know who that's 2.5% higher than? Tom I, Brady. I don't care. You know Tom Brady's throwing for 3,000 more yards and probably <laughs> another 20 more touchdowns. Give or take. What is happening? Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some math real quick. 17 <laughs> over 5, over 516. That's, that? a, that's, a, that's a touchdown every every what? How many... How many I think you want Every 30 attempts, he throws a touchdown. 
So just barely won a game. That is <laughs> like, so yeah, bad. Literally, barely. Not even won a game. Oh, wait. We could have done that because there's only 17 uh, of them. Do yeah. we need to like go to we can we don't have to go on on uh, mr biscuit no but there was one thing that i wanted to point out on it is if you think the days of the bears offense of struggles are going to go away guess again because the new offensive coordinator that they hired bill laser has his last coaching job was the cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator job from 2017 to 2018 when they were really bad how does that guy even get a job is what i don't understand he didn't even coach last year he was a consultant in college oh classic Uh, so he's like i don't know i told andy dalton to throw a bunch of picks do you want me to come here and tell mitch trubisky do the same thing so i don't see much progression for this team I mean, you need essentially. So it you, stays the same. Yeah, you need Allen Robinson to carry the fine team for A Rob. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks it. for A Rob because I'm looking at this and I'm going. I still talk. Well, 10. there's some vac- vacated. Well, this is my point. So there's some vacated targets. You know, there's really not much else to go around. That you know they got got rid of Taylor Gabriel, so maybe they'll go a little more uh, deep with Allen Robinson. They really only have two running backs on the roster. Physically, there's only David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. And I'm like Allen Robinson. He's a great fantasy buy. But he also had 154 targets last year, which is unreal, and only put together 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns because the team sucked. Yeah, and because Mitch Trubisky can't hit him more than five yards downfield, so he, he catches the ball a lot of you know. plays. The defense knew they were going to Allen Robinson every time. Yeah, and, and they did nothing, like you said, to bring in anybody. They brought in Ted Ginn, Jimmy Graham, Nick Foles, and Demetrius Harris. They're not going to play Nick Foles, apparently. Jimmy Graham's a has-been. Demetrius Harris is, uh, you know wildly irrelevant and Ted Ginn is 195 well, years old and really hasn't caught a ball well they love tight ends there they they had I think it was eight a month ago they finally got rid of two but I'm looking on the roster here and it looks like there's actually more than what they're telling yeah. us and it's and it's just wild because well, they could have brought in any number of wi- uh, wide receivers Cole Komet drafted wide receivers that were better than Darnell Mooney who was like a bottom of a barrel pickup like they had options and they just chose to not do any of them I don't get it. I don't understand Matt Nagy. I never have. He says he's not an idiot. I don't believe him. You tell him. I, I mean, mean, if I'm a dumbass, I'm not going to say I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because that's Actually, how dumb I'm pretty I am. Sure I he had a, no, didn't he have a quote last year that said, I'm not an idiot? Yeah, exactly. That's what well, I'm talking about. He's, oh, he says, okay. I'm not an idiot when he's not giving the ball to David Montgomery. But like, wasn't listening. Well, maybe go ahead and you know, I, call I, him. I see him. At, Matt Nagy, to me, is Adam Gase to Tom. That's a, oh, oh, I hate, oh, I he's hate a, Matt Nagy he, as well. He's a close... Close. Oh, I, 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 so actually, the clip, and then there's I another used, coach in this on this one. Yeah, there's there's actually a clip that I used about me talking about how Matt Nagy can't, doesn't know how. I went on a rant about <laughs> how they don't give the ball to Montgomery and blah blah. I went on and on and on, and then the next week, David Montgomery got 27 carries oh. for 135 yards and like two TDs. But like then after that, he got six to, sixty carries for like sixty two <laughs> yards because the offensive just, line was so. Freaking bad. Right. I don't know. And, I, and then you had Tariq Cohen there uh, two years ago being super effective. And then last year they gave him 104 targets, 79 catches. You're like, oh, wow, you must have had a great season. No, he had 456 yards. Like, how, how, the, how the league figured him out right Five away. yards. Well, well, so this is what was happening with Tariq Cohen is they kept using him on freaking first and second down for whatever reason. And it was it was not fair to him fantasy-wise or, or even, you know, just his – um, you know, production wise, because they would run him up the middle, or when they would pass to him on first or second down, it would be like in the flat, where it's very easy for a defense to guard the flat on a first down. Like they know, everyone knows that if they're going to run it, they're going to have to bounce it outside if the middle is clogged. So there's always going to be someone on the edge. So Tariq Cohen really had no shot last year. Of the 64 rushing attempts he had, I, I watched the team run him up the middle at least 10 times. Oh, yeah, I, I remember watching those games. I go, what is Tariq Cohen, Cohen doing as your inside back? Like, you have David Montgomery. I, I get trying to throw teams off and, like, hey, keep him honest. You know, Tariq Cohen might take one up the middle. Do it once again. They had Mike Davis. Oh, Do Mike Davis. Do you remember the first they play? The first play in the NFL last year was the Bears and Packers. The Bears' first play, they had Mike Davis, Cohen, and Montgomery out there. We're like... Like cool, but what, what the hell are they gonna do with? And it was like a minus two yard run by Mike Davis after yeah. all that because Montgomery and Cohen couldn't block. So it's like, it's like what, the, the, he's trying to do these trick plays that that Davis can spy or spot right away. 
Yeah, like this isn't they, college. They, they you're, you're not running a, a triple option. Dude, it was a high school. It was a wing yeah. tee yes, that they it was were a wing running. Yeah. And they, it was. <laughs> it didn't mm. work. It doesn't work in the NFL. Yeah, um, when everybody on the field's running a four-five, your little cute running play isn't going to trick anyone. <laughs> you got three hundred pounders on the uh, D line that run four eights. Like, get out of town, bro. Dude, I I just I don't know any other fantasy relevant option. I mean, so what do we think about Montgomery? He's He's going to be drafted in every right. league. He has to be. But do we have him all in the early twenties? Yeah, but probably. So I, he's a, he's a he's situationally strong. relevant guy. We for all me. have him right outside RB two. Like he's yeah. he's I mean, right at the end of RB two. End of the day, of he is technically the lead back there with no. I mean, Cohen's there, but you saw at the end of no last one's, year. No one's chasing him. For he carries. had his yards per carry were terrible at the end of last season but they still gave him the rock so they treated this guy as an every down running back they drafted no one they didn't bring anyone else in yeah you were drafting him for his situation not for his talent or for who he is and then hoping that he becomes who you need him to be like just and based on volume and it's going to be very similar again this year yeah and he does not bring Flex a receiving he doesn't bring a receiving aspect yes they threw it to him a few times last year he had 25 receptions on 35 targets but with Tariq Cohen there you just know he's never going to get above what he already had last year so taking that game out of you know him for fantasy and you know only getting just under 900 um, rushing yards on 240 attempts six touchdowns like I feel like we're going to see the exact same thing again next year, and it's just going to be frustrating. You don't go from 3.7 yards per carry to 5.5 yards a carry. No. That just doesn't happen. No, but you go from 3.7 like Bellage to 1.8. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you so, heard it here first. Especially with quarterback problems. Yeah. Quarterback problems, offensive line problems, tight end problems, wide receiver problems. <laughs> The only thing that they have nailed down technically is running back. But if the rest of the team isn't doing anything, you're one-dimensional and the defense is figured out again. You've seen it with Joe Mixon on the Bengals for, for a couple of years now. It's a very similar situation where there's not a lot taking the pressure off of him to just go out and break 20 tackles every time he touches the ball. It's not a fair situation, but you need to be aware of it. David Montgomery is probably not changing his cards anytime soon unless the Bears see an entirely overhauled offense. And... Frankly, I don't want to be the the guinea pig for a David Montgomery pick. You will not see me pick him this year. Wide receivers. Yeah. For them. Allen Robinson. Yep. And I think Anthony Miller late. But Anthony Miller is all the skill set. It just sucks. He's he's on the Bears because I love the guy. If they're going to be a He's a good receiver. If he goes to another team, I I would. I think if Nick Foles is the quarterback, a little up. Okay. One round. Um, But. Again, he's not a guy you're going to start week one, week two, or week three. Yeah. I just, I like when 104 targets are going to Tariq Cohen and you're throwing it to him consistently behind the line of scrimmage, you're only getting six yards a catch. Less than six, yeah. Start throwing it to other people. That's insane. Or figure it out. And they started doing that with Miller was an every other week guy where he'd have a flash and then, you know what, let's just give it to Cohen again. Oh wait, we lost by twenty five. Well, a lot of the a lot of the running back <laughs> targets for Cohen too are just panic by Trubisky. Right, he's just like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta get rid of this do ball. Do we? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Foles upgrades the offense over Trubisky? Yes, yeah. I do. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, Trubisky's I, terrible. I don't think that, and okay, it's not by say, much, but I don't it, think it's a. Big, it's yes, by it's a enough. Minor. It's by enough to make Miller more fantasy relevant. It's just enough to keep the defense honest. Yes. So for me, it's not enough to bother switching it's like whatever he's there cool i wouldn't even paid the guy anything but they did bring him in i wouldn't have traded for him i wouldn't have paid him i wouldn't have brought him in a free agent nothing but like there were just so many better guys out there like so many Jameis winston is now a backup on the saints you could have had Jameis winston i would have been happy with Jameis, million percent cam and yeah cam too yeah well they they brought him but um tight ends do we have to talk about anyone to draft I don't think so. No, not Jim, really. No, because no, like Graham, even no. yeah, they bring in Jimmy Graham and yeah, they drafted Cole Komet. But even last year with Trey Burton on the team, he had 24 targets. Adam Shaheen 13. Then there was another tight end, um, Horstead 10, 11 for Bronnecker. Like they just rotate the tight ends. Oh, Bronnecker? They, they don't use one single guy. So I would expect kind of the same thing. If Cole Komet really were to be a relevant tight end for fantasy, it would be another year or two from now. Yeah, I think he's an interesting one to watch, but rookie tight ends, I'm just I'm done with them. I stay away from them Nothing altogether. at all. Screw him. 
Yep. All right. So I just wanted to go through on uh, my most recent mock draft and talk about now that we've you know really laid in on David Montgomery and and tell me who you would draft before him. So uh, Mark Ingram. Yes. Yes. So these are all play all running backs going yeah, going. You're gonna give us layups. These are all Christian McCaffrey. No, dude, (laughs) these are all running backs going where David Montgomery is going. The perception on David Montgomery is a lot higher than what you actually will see based on pinpointing what their offense is going to do. So Mark Ingram went right before him. Right after him went Todd Gurley. Yes, I'll take the chance on Todd Gurley. You'll take Todd Gurley, right. Raheem Mostert. Yes. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Kareem Hunt. I'm a no on Taylor, by the way. I I think I do. For situation. Just right off the rip. We, so you, you yes, but we're drafting. I would do yes. We're in a we're in a redraft league right now. I'll, yeah, I'm right. In, I'll, I'll take Montgomery over Taylor. And then it gets into Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, Marlon Mack. DeAndre Swift, I'm like a maybe on, probably not though. But not How Taylor. Would you, yeah, but, <laughs> but not, not Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> but so <laughs> situation. Marlon Mack is the running back. In, so Carryon Johnson is going to be hurt. He's dead. He's useless. He sucks. Marlon DeAndre Swift day two could be or week Dude, two could if, be the starter. If Marlon Mack was over the a thousand guy, yards last season, Indy wouldn't have traded up to get Jonathan Taylor. All right, this is on a different podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I don't, so I, don't so know I just, I just want to point out that da- that what I was just saying. David Montgomery was drafting in the middle of the fourth, and the guy that you said that you guys would draft ahead of him, Raheem Mostert, easily everyone said yes, was end of the fifth round. Oh, wow. So that's why why people are... I wonder if the ADP was baked into that on... With uh, the holdup, not the uh, trade request. For the record, I'm the only one on our rankings that has Raheem Mostert ahead of David Montgomery. I haven't redone my... uh, Running back right. You guys aren't. I haven't. He's at twenty-three for me right now, and uh, and he is gonna drop quite a bit. Craig's right there, twenty-four and twenty-six. He, he's one of those guys. Right. That's what do just I have like, for uh, Montgomery? Most of you have twenty-three, twenty-seven. Tom, you have twenty-three, thirty-one, and yeah. I have twenty-five, twenty. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but now that Mostert got that contract deal done, I am much more confident with him because the team actually sought him out and listened and gave him more money so that means the team is definitely invested in him we're at the time that i was doing nfc north well our rankings are outdated would you take to go back to the nfc north we're just going on the practice i know just ask one one more question would you take sony michelle or david montgomery sony i would take montgomery i would think i would take montgomery really yeah yeah i'm not a big big fan of sony michelle Let's find out what Sony's uh, status looks like towards the year. We'll yeah, I mean, that. Uh, yeah, if he's on the pup, I mean, that's not even a question, right? So, final team, another coach that Tom hates, Detroit I, Lions and Matt Patricia. Yeah, I mean, you hate him. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't like Patricia, but it's also not his fault that Carryon Johnson made a glass. Like, so the Detroit Lions had an entire revamp of their defense. Um, and that's what they focused on this past season. They didn't really do too much as, as far as offense. Um, they had a lot more departing players than they have coming in. Um, DeAndre Swift is the main notable player coming in, but Matt Stafford is now coming back. It was kind of an interesting year to see what was going to happen with David Blau as the uh, quarterback last year. And I believe Jeff Driscoll also played some time as well. So... Take last year out of the the consideration as far as what you project for next year because Matt Stafford is going to be the quarterback. If he is coming back from this back injury, then I think there's going to be you know uh, better times ahead. And they were kind of middle of the pack last year. Um, you know, ranked ten in passing yards, eighteen uh, in offensive points scored, um, and their defense was pretty bad. So they were kind of you know on offense a lot. Uh, trying to catch up so with it evening out defense at you know adding some talent and the offense bringing it back I think this could be a good season for Detroit um, their offensive coordinator is back again um, so they they do have a little bit of camaraderie going on the coaching front um, I can't remember what Matt Stafford's scores were you know two seasons ago but during the beginning half of the year when he was playing before the back injury he had 64 percent completion percentage which, in my opinion, isn't that great, but 19 touchdowns to five interceptions is the number that I like to see. Um, you know, someone that's going to go, if you were to play the full season, you know, be upper 30s in touchdowns and, you know, lower teens in interceptions. He threw the ball 200 times less than Mitch Trubisky and scored two more touchdowns. Yeah, and that's what, that's what, that's what, <laughs> I just needed that. 
in half a season. Shot. That's what a veteran wow. quarterback is going to be able to bring you. Uh, a, a terrible quarterback like Trubisky doesn't know how to read a defense. Matt Stafford, I will at least give him the fact that he can read a defense. In fairness, I'd like to see Mitch Trubisky have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. He's got one of those. He, he's a top six down the receiver in the league. Way uh, better than anyone in this team. And Galladay's what? Tw- cor- uh, wide receiver nine? I'm saying talent-wise, I'm just saying M- Mitch you- has a better wide receiver. No. Not, uh, I think the top down. top one, but across the board, Anthony Miller is what wide receiver eighty something. Then you have Mar- uh, Marvin Jones, who's wide right. receiver twenty. I right, mean, you got to average him out. But still, I mean, I mean, I, I think Anthony. Miller. Who's a better tight end, T.J. Hawkinson or anybody on the Bears? Um, <laughs> Hawkinson was a non-factor last year, so it's yeah, kind of he played twelve games, but still a non-factor. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are we, are we talking? I mean, about he had the thing is his life value here. T.J. Hawkinson I'm, had oh, sixty. I guess talking about both. TJ Hawkinson had 60 targets last year, so he was relevant in his 12 games. Um, I would still take his talent over any of the tight ends. funny as he was tight end 16, which is so gross. 60 targets, he was tight end 16. Tight ends suck. Tight ends are terrible. (laughs) Yeah, and only two touchdowns, too, so that's obviously... And that came week one. Um, Was it a monster? That's only week one. And that's how I got to trade him for Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Oh, well... You're missing like a bunch oh, of other oh, pieces. Yeah. Believe me, trades. you can't say it just straight. Right. No, <laughs> believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I had a really big week one. I said, "Hey, straight up, Travis Kelsey." No, but that's I was able. Uh, I did like him at the time, but it was you in know, a it, dynasty league. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You can toot your horn about that. Toot toot. Go ahead. Um, what I do? What it's I? Not do, where I was going with that, but no, I. Well, I don't know. I don't salty. know where. I don't know where you were going. Um, but what I I I did want to get back to is that. Matt Stafford in one cute quarterback leagues, while he may not be the sexiest pick, I think he's an effective pick. Oh, he's sexy for me, but that just me. He was QB twenty nine over uh, David Blau, who was QB thirty nine. Oh he finished. He finished <laughs> one. Who Craig spot. thinks is much better. He finished one spot behind Mitchell Trubisky. All right, uh, Craig. He was quarterback two before he got hurt last year. So uh, me and Daz have said the story. I, plenty I don't of times. see. I don't get why. You know, it was one time at a small lapse in judgment. And because you bad. said David Blau and should have been a starter. Said anybody would you be said better. Kenny Galladay could have a good season only if. if Stafford's benched for their backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're talking about the the MVP race quarterback from last season before he got hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Wild. guy. Wild take. Yeah. So Stafford yeah, never lived down. Yeah, so we're gonna is the best option. So carry on Johnson. Option. So uh all right, <laughs> running backs. We got Carry on Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. This I is mean, what I want to talk about. I I think we all like DeAndre Swift a little more in especially Dynasty and probably redraft, but Karen Johnson is still there, and he's healthy r- right now. They're not going away right f- from him. Off season. <laughs> it, yeah. it still counts. He's yeah. he's still going to play week one. He's probably going to be the, the starter week one with you know the limited camps, limited OTAs. Mm-hmm. But do we think it's a split backfield, or do we do we think midseason it's DeAndre Swift taking over from Karen Johnson? I think it starts as a split, and then midseason DeAndre Swift's taking over. But again, it's going to come down to efficacy. The Carry on Johnson, I give him a lot of heat because he's a glass man, but also he had 3.57 yards of carry. So just over three and a half yards of carry is not good enough to get a starting role in the NFL and keep it. Now, is that a humongous factor of the Detroit Lions' awful offensive line? Of course it is. So if DeAndre Swift comes in and he has the same exact issues, then maybe they go, okay, we got to address this on the offensive line. It's not the passing game. The passing game is fine. Detroit has had a fantastic, not fantastic, but an above average passing game for, for years. If they can establish a running game, they're in shape. But Carrion hasn't been able to do it because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. If DeAndre Swift can stay on the field, if DeAndre Swift can contribute in both the passing game and the uh, the running game, yeah, I think he takes over halfway through the season, maybe week six, week seven. He's a really good talent. DeAndre Swift was in in most people's um, you know consensus number one running back going in, um, you know either him or Taylor or you know. Was Dobbins. Dobbins? I had him to KC like locked. In. Right, I had it so in pen on my draft board. He was one of the. He's one of the faster running backs. Like the thing is, is Swift is a definitely more talented back than Carryon Johnson. I think the Carryon Johnson hype also came the same way that David Montgomery hype came. It was a product of opportunity, and when he was there, when Carryon Johnson was there, it was it was just like Blount. Legarrette Blount was the the other running back, so it was like, well, obviously he's going to take over Legarrette Blount's role because Blount's like thirty. So, 
It was the same hype for Amir Abdullah when he was the main guy there. Like, oh, Amir Abdullah, you got to have him on your team. But he also is not very good. Yeah. But now DeAndre Swift is an actually a talented running back. Yeah, and it's going to be not real. just product of opportunity because now it's actually the opposite because Kerryon <laughs> Johnson is there. Yeah, it's it's a talent going into a great opportunity, which is the same reason that you love Jonathan Taylor and that we love Ceh. It's talent going into opportunity, not just a guy, which is Kerryon Johnson to me, it's just a guy, a jag, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Kerryon Johnson stinks. I mean, I, w- I, w- I was high on Carrion Johnson last year, but, you know, I, I think I think what's really, really unfortunate for most fantasy players is they're going to look at Carrion Johnson. They're going to say, well, he's the starter. You know, the whole COVID thing, DeAndre's not going to take over. He only played eight games last year, so he was hurt. But if he's healthy, he'll be good. That mm, It's not the nope. case. He stunk when he was on the field. And let me – you can talk about the offensive line. 3.57 yards per carry. Bo Scarborough, 4.2. Ty Bo. Johnson, 4.3. Bo had some games. <laughs> yeah, Bo, Bo, Bo helped me out pretty good. Bo yeah, could be games. splitting the backfield with DeAndre Swift and carry on Johnson's a, a non-factor. Before the draft came this year, end of last season, we said it wouldn't be surprising if Carrion Johnson and Bo Scarborough split the backfield because I think what they saw from Bo and Carrion Johnson, you know, you know, not doing what they thought it was going to do and coming back injured, they're going to split the backfield. Now you bring in Swift. I mean, I agree. I think it's it, it's a split. I think it could be more of a Mostert, Tevin Coleman thing, uh, a little less Tevin Coleman, but Karen, I think, is still going to be involved, but not in a way that where I would draft him high at all. Bo just strikes me as that battering ram that you saw them use yep. LeGarrette Blunt for, that Matt Patricia used LeGarrette Blunt for. Well, he didn't use him, but was on the Patriots when he was a battering ram for them. Bo Scarborough you, is going to build off the success of Derrick Henry in this league. He's going to say, listen, I'm also huge. I'm 6'1". I'm 240 pounds. Give me the ball on the goal line. Let me pound it in. DeAndre Swift doesn't want to do that. Kerryon Johnson can't do that without breaking every bone in his body. And I don't even know if Ty Johnson's still on the team, but he snakes. So... He's he cost dead. me $50, so he's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting, but I will say that this, much like David Montgomery, is just like I'm crossing them off my board and I'm only drafting them if I'm absolutely desperate. Which sucks because I think we all love DeAndre Swift as a talent-wise. It just yeah. sucks that he went to Detroit. Right. And the 20th least favorable schedule for running backs this year. So... And not, Swift, it's not a backfield I want to buy to buy into on talent or situation. Swift will go high because he's that you know high praised, unreal rookie class running right. back. But yeah, know. see, I don't it's have just, him crossed off because, like Jonathan Taylor, I think at some point he will take the job. Um, I don't think this is the type of coach or team that wants to have a split backfield. I think they just had to. Um, I like, you know, I, I do think that Bo Scarborough um, would be someone that, that could eat into well, something, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I guess it, there's a lot of risk to it. And, and we did the practice with David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift was going in the sixth round. I feel like that's a little high for a really risky type of running back. So, so here's my thing. They ran the ball like 350 times or something, right? So you say that it, this is a team that wants to run the ball with one guy. They gave the ball plenty of times to other people when they could have said, Bo, you're our guy, go with it. And they got Ty Johnson involved, and they gave the ball to J.D. McKissick, who's not on the team anymore. And it just doesn't feel like they knew what to do when Carrion Johnson, you know, came off the field. And I don't necessarily think that they're going to have the opportunity to say, here, kid, here's 250 carries. I, I don't think that Patricia is that smart, really, to, to, to game plan for multiple running backs. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of my own argument. I just, when I look at the Detroit Lions, I see Kenny Galladay and Matt Stafford. So before. And I don't, I don't see anybody else. Well, Marvin Jones, I think, is still, is still very. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, I mean, I sure. love Jones. Sure. So in the, in the three games that Bo Scarborough took over. Um, he had 18 carries, 21 carries, and 19 carries. Um, he didn't play against Tampa Bay in Week 15 last year, but that's basically when when he was playing. They were using only him. 
They were only using one running back at the time. Um, and I think it was just for the product of the fact that Ty Johnson was not that great. And he, you know, couldn't show that, uh, you know, he was a, a battering ram kind of running back. And that's what they like to use. They use Ty Johnson more in the passing game. Like, Bo Scarborough had one reception. Um, you know, he was that type of running back. So the the point I'm trying to make is, is I do think that they want just one rushing running back. And I think they want to use a receiving running back, which uh, I think that they would struggle to find. And, you know, maybe Swift can do it because he, he was able to do a little bit of it in college. He had 24 receptions himself, which you know, outpaces any running back on the team. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think the wide receivers, obviously, we all know are pretty interesting on this team. Yeah, and the other thing to mention is that we they have 71 vacated targets on this team. Uh, 42 of them went to J.D. McKissick, who was a running back, yeah. which is, if you're going to redistribute those to wide receivers, which you're probably looking at having to do unless you're going to like, unless Swift can handle it, you know, that's really the only option. That means that Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, TJ Hawkinson are all in for bumps. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to say, I think a majority of those probably end up going to TJ Hawkinson if he's healthy. Um, because I, I, I would imagine that TJ Hawkinson is going to be their starting tight end, at, you know, for, for yep. all 16 games. Um, if he can stay healthy. If he, if he, please stay healthy. He did get hit with that freak, like got hit uh, low. I think he tried to hurdle somebody, too. and then he he landed on his yeah, head. Yeah, and that was kind of all over. After yeah, that. popped popped his hip out. He'll be fine. He'll come <laughs> back. Good. No problem. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, you know, broken yeah, back, popped out hip. Yeah, just talk Lions to are fine. talk to Gronk. If you're that big and that size, you're good at receiving the football. You're gonna get hit like that by safeties every game. Yeah. Um, and stop trying right. to hurdle people. Are we Definitely. are we good to do our, our quick little round recap? Let's do our quick there little recap. Yeah. All right, Green Bay, Rogers, Jones, Adams, Lazard is a sleeper. Yep. 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 That's yeah. That's probably okay. the only guys you're drafting. Uh, Vikings, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Thielen. Sleeper is Madison. I would draft Madison. Yeah, late. later on. I, I mean, mean, if you're if you're a cook owner, you want Madison regardless. Yeah, it's, Madison's going in, in every draft. So yeah. those three, Kirk Cousins in a one quarterback league, no, no, no. two quarterback league, yeah, back end. And then and then we so. talked about Justin Jefferson being a really late pick. Yep, yep, 13, 14, 15. And the Nagies, the, the Nagies, <laughs> Allen, Allen Robinson. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Alan Robinson, Mon- da- David Montgomery, David, David Montgomery, but don't reach on the man. Yeah, but just let somebody so else make that two, mistake. Two guys went when we're very short on. Um, that's it. Lions. Um, Matt Stafford. Yep. Stafford. You're, somebody's easy. gonna draft Carry On. You have to. Carry On Swift will be drafted. Yep. Right. Yeah, and then you have to. And Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, for sure. I think. If, and I think we were as we were discussing. I think we would all say that we would rather Swift than Carry On at their draft price, right? Yeah. 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 And right. also, I would probably throw Amendola in there. I mean, ninety-seven targets and sixty-two catches for six seventy-eight and only one touchdown. Right. They did. They Late. did resign him. Late. So. You know? Right. I mean, but this is that's. That's the this, that's where yeah. I'm saying if TJ Hawkinson yeah. is right, right, right. He's, for sixteen he's, games. Him him and Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills were exactly the same player. This is a basic draft. is not going in those drafts. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather But great draft person to keep an eye on. Yeah. Jefferson, where you can likely get Amandola. Right, right. Yep. Sure. That always becomes the question. You get you, you take the veteran who's been hanging around, Danny Amandola, Cole Beasley, or do you say, let me take the that the has hot the potential with, that could be bigger. You know, the yeah. hot, the, the better body, the sexy not body. as a better face. I mean, Amandola is go- I'm going down the wrong path. Um, <laughs> Scotty, oh, and, and, and I don't know if we said Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones is definitely yes, yeah. definitely Jones. a guy that we want on this team. We didn't talk about him that much. He did, he did a good had a good year last year in 13 games. Seems to be injured a lot, but. Is also a player. When he's on the field, he's getting the targets. He's always going to be doing well. And of course, our Galladay, you know, our signed jersey. If you want that, you know, sign up. Let's play. Yeah, Galladay is going in the first three rounds. He could easily be a top five wide receiver this year. Probably second Second round pick. Back back in second, beginning of the third. He could easily be a top five wide receiver this year. He'd go in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked. He's a wide receiver. I really like. That's a Dave Cloud throwing to him. And we'll end it on that note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.
Thank you.